Hello and thank you for joining us for another Grazia Life Advice podcast. I'm Rhiannon and this is the series where women worth listening to give us their six best tips for life. Plus, we like to end on the one worst piece of advice they've ever received, just so you can steer clear. Later in this series, we'll hear from model Charlie Howard and blogger Stephanie Yaboa. But I'm very excited to say with us today. Hi, I'm Amy Hart. I'm a reality TV show personality. and I'm on the Grazia Life Advice podcast. I was absolutely hooked to Amy's series of Love Island in 2019. But if you didn't see it, she's the Love Islander who broke the nation's heart when she left the villa following her split from fellow contestant Curtis Pritchard. But fast forward 12 months and the former air hostess and pageant queen is still in the spotlight. She's also wading into politics. Recently, she's been tweeting the Chancellor of the Exchequer, Rishi Sunak, about jobs and taxes. The illustrious blue tick on Twitter, which means that someone else got a blue tick, like Rishi Sunak, sorry, Mr Sunak, there's a separate tab and he will see my tweet even though he doesn't follow me. But fame has also come with downsides for Amy. She talks to us about dealing with negativity on social media. I forget that I have the following. That's the thing, I am still a normal girl, but I'm in an abnormal situation. Mm-hmm. If one of my friends posted the picture of the girl in the bikini, I was like, oh, I'd love to look like that. I'd be like, oh my God, me too. But when, we, when we're meeting up for wine and chips. As well as negativity in her own community back home in Sussex. Some of my alleged friends still associate themselves with these people. Knowing how nasty they've been to me, how can you still hang out with them? It makes you realise who your real friends are. Right, let's get to it. Here's Amy Hart. Hi, Amy. Lovely to speak to you. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. Just finished my workout. How are you? Yeah, fine, fine. Haven't just finished a workout, but there you go. Um, we're still recording in lockdown. So tell us where you are. Are you in, are you in bed or on the couch? I'm in Worthing and I'm in bed because um, podcasts best record apparently um, when you're surrounded by padded items. So I was like, yeah, all right, in pillow, I will do that. Lovely, lovely. Um, how has lockdown treated you? Are you with your mum? I think I've seen you put on social media. Yeah, with my mum. My cousin came to live with us for the first, I think, nine weeks. Mom. So it's just the three of us girls together, which was fun. <laughs> And yeah, I mean, I've enjoyed the break. Um, been working from home still, but I've enjoyed, you know, um, having lots of takeaways from local businesses. We we basically, we cover it up by saying that we're supporting local by just having like three takeaways a week. Um, yeah. So yeah, I've quite enjoyed it actually. When we start seeing people in the garden, mum was like, can you see any of your friends this week? And I'm like, no, I just FaceTime them, it's fine. So I'm so lazy. <laughs> Can I ask, I am intrigued by this, how do you um, continue working as a reality TV star when you can't leave your house? Um, Lots of podcasts, lots of Instagram posts, a couple of TV things that we've done via Zoom, other platforms. Um, But yeah, I had to go to London for one day to film a documentary that I'm doing and it was so, we went to Covent Garden and we were the only people in there, like literally the only people there and it was so strange I went back up to London yesterday because I'm having my teeth done slightly busier but still really strange 
Yeah. I'm sad that I missed out on the opportunity to kind of like, you know, go past Buckingham Palace on my own. It sounded amazing. Uh, You have been getting quite political on Twitter, though, Amy, and maybe it's our bad, but uh, you don't necessarily expect that from our Love Island stars. You've been talking about freelance payments, BA, all kinds, even tweeting the Chancellor. Why have you been deciding to do that? Um, I'm very lucky in my position. I obviously have a large following and also I have the illustrious blue tick on Twitter, which means that someone else got a blue check like Rishi Sunak sorry Mr Sunak um then there's a separate tab and he will see my tweet even though he doesn't follow me um so I just want to help my friends you know half my friends are in the musical theatre industry half my friends work for BA and are about to lose their jobs so if I can do anything to help them then I will do you know what you're going to get what I wanted to tweet the other day, but my mum was like, stay out of it. It's going to be on the Life Advice podcast instead. It's not going to be on Twitter. Basically, I worked at BA for nine years, and the amount of celebrities that get on and ask for free upgrades and expect to be treated differently because they're celebrities, mm-hmm. and also the amount of celebrities that I know that refuse to pay for theatre tickets, get their agents to call the producers of theatre t- like shows and get free theatre tickets and stuff who have not spoken out in support and I think like you you want the benefits of these industries when when you want them mm. when it's supporting people that are like re- about to lose their livelihoods in both situations you can't even like retweet stuff yeah that's that's depressing for sure so, Amy, the podcast is all about advice. Are you a good advice giver or a good advice taker or neither? I'm a very good advice giver and everyone goes, but you? I'm like, yeah, no, this isn't about me, though. It's about you. Um, <laughs> terrible advice uh, advice taker. Mm. Terrible. I'm like, yeah, no, I definitely won't text him again. And they're like, yeah, good. And then <laughs> an hour later, I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. Well, that's funny because I think on Love Island, what we saw actually was you being quite strong and you stepped away. And I think everyone thought you'd made quite a decisive decision there. So that's interesting that that's your perception of what how you are and then our perception probably of how you are. I mean, they, I mean, I gave a lot of advice on Love Island, but I think that was because I was just slightly older than everyone else. Mm. Because like from sort of day two, my own issues were sort of sorted, um, as in I was coupled up already, so I didn't need to sort of play the game. Mm. we were sort of giving advice to everyone but yeah I mean a lot of people said to me you know what advice have you got dealing with a breakup and I was like no I took myself out of the situation so for you you need to block like whoever it is on everything but I used to do that like there was a guy that I was texting and then we stopped texting and I blocked him on Instagram so that if I wanted to go and look at his um profile I'd have to go into my settings onto my blocked account onto his and unblock him and then refresh it before I could see his Instagram and I was like in that time hopefully I'll be able to talk myself out of it (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's a good tip so that kind of leads into your first piece of advice which actually is about um not letting someone live rent free in your head I thought that was a really nice phrase yeah um I think it was my agent Charlie that said that to me like never let anyone live rent free in your head so they don't bring anything to the table they don't contribute to you as a person they should be thinking about them Mm. Was there someone particularly she was trying to get you not to think about? Can I ask? Um, no, I think I think it might have been to do with like uh, trolling and stuff potentially, right? Or like, or people 
like who just didn't want me to succeed and stuff. So she's like, you know, they're not bringing anything. So don't, don't let it consume your thoughts. Mm. That's a great point. And I think also as a reality TV star, how much trolling do you get? Is it a daily thing? Is it just every now and then? And how much does it affect you really? Um, so like the daily is um, like quite low level as in like, I'll get a couple of messages every day, quite horrible. Ironically, I posted a video when I cried on Celebs Go Dating about trolling. Um, I got a lot of trolling then. My best friend said, if you donated £4 million to charity, they'd ask you why you didn't donate five. Um, <laughs> anything you do, they're never going to be happy with. But yeah, I mean, like I'm having my teeth done next week. I know already that I'm going to have my teeth. Like I get trolled every day about my teeth. I'm going to have them done. There'll be people who will still say, your teeth are still rubbish. Like you've had them done, they're still awful. And mm. I, yesterday when I put my story up about going to the dentist, lots of people said, um, oh, like you've given in, you've you've let the trolls win, you're having your teeth done. And I'm like, hunt, like I'm having them done because I want them done. And also I'm like, do you know what? The trolls shouldn't think they've won because in like a week's time, I'm going to have a lovely new set of teeth and they're still going to have <laughs> hateful personalities. It must be hard to separate that though, mustn't it? Like whether people are affecting you. You can't always tell, can you? And do you sometimes worry that they they do get to you and that you're making decisions based on, you know, the minority of bad people? Yeah, I mean, it's really difficult because it'll, if you're really busy, if you're like at a party or whatever and your phone goes off and it's someone trolling you, you're like, oh, yeah, whatever. Whereas mm. if, you're, if it's like two o'clock in the morning and you can't sleep, you're just like browsing through Instagram and then you start seeing stuff about yourself, that's when it affects you more. Mm. So I just think I try not to, if I'm feeling a bit low or I try not to make myself feel even lower by by seeking things out. Yeah, absolutely. I've got better now, but it was like an addiction sort of at the beginning. Like you can get like sort of 500 comments on your photo and 498 of them will be positive. And you scroll past and you're like, come on, there must be a bad one somewhere. And it's hard to know how to respond, isn't it? Because it's all well and good saying, oh, well, don't let them, they win if you're, if you have a bad day. But it, it's human, isn't it, to hurt if someone's mean to you? Exactly. And you mm. wouldn't go... And, a lot of people um, think that trolls are all burner accounts and they're all anonymous, but they're not. There's like trolls who are mums of two who are married, who have the picture of their cover photo on Twitter that relentlessly troll celebrities. And I think, like, how are you bringing your kids up? Scary. The, the, obviously, Love Island brought you millions of followers and trolls, but it did bring a lot of possibilities as well, didn't it? And opportunity and uh, your second piece of advice I like this one I've, I've heard people say it before tell me about that what's for you won't pass you was from the lovely Elma um in Love Island with me last year yeah like all the time and like I don't want to tell too much of her story but she was supposed to go on Love Island she decided she didn't want to do it and then she decided she did want to so she was supposed to be an original with us and then she came in later and then she obviously was only in there for seven days but she always said to us, like, I'm not upset about it. Like, what's for you won't pass you. And whenever I see her, she always says it. I do sort of live by that now. Mm. And I'm getting worried about things. Like, are they going to come off or not? And I'm like, if they're meant to come off, they will. If they're not, they won't. And it, and is it the case, you know, this kind of perception that we have now that if you do Love Island, suddenly 8,000 offers come, you know, the second you leave the villa. Is it that kind of experience when you leave? 
It was for me. I think I think the way that I left was also a big factor because if you leave while the series is still on, then they want you for interviews about what's going on. There's like all different appearances while it's still on. Mm. I say things slow down. I'm still crazy busy even in lockdown. Mm. Um, it does get a bit much sometimes, but I do turn a lot of work down because A, work-life balance is very important to me. I'm not motivated by money, so I get offered lots of money to do diet pills and diet drinks and diet injections and stuff, but that's just not what I'm about. Um, I'm very big on responsible influencing. But it's, it, you know what, it's really difficult to get the line between being real and relatable but also doing responsible influencing. I did a, a selection of stories a couple of weeks ago because I'd seen a picture of a girl on Opoly um, who had the most amazing toned stomach and, like, she obviously goes to the gym and I put it on my story and I was like, I want to look like this, but I love wine and cake too much. I woke up the next day and there was literally, like, three different camps of people, potentially four, let me go through them. So I had lots of men saying, no, I mean, men don't like that. And I was like, cool, I didn't know I ever asked, but thanks, thanks for letting me know. <laughs> um, I don't want to look like that because I want to get a boyfriend, I want to look like that because I've never, ever, ever had a flat stomach and I never, ever will have a flat stomach. So I didn't have this little kangaroo. My mum's like, that's where a baby goes. I'm like, I don't need it now. Can it not come back in like 10 years? <laughs> so annoying. Actually, no, it was four groups. I had lots of women saying, she looks awful. I'm like, no, she doesn't. And stop tearing people down because you wish, like, because you're jealous, basically. Mm. Um, I had a third group of people who were like, oh, my God, totally agree. Wine and cake is life. But, yeah, I'm never going to look like that. I'd love to, but I also love cake. And then I had the group of people that were going mad at me saying, you're supposed to be a responsible influencer. Surely it's better for me to say I would love to look like that because she looks amazing. Mm. But I'm never going to because I love wine and cake too much. Rather than saying... Right, I want to look like that so you can have this drink and this jab and then we'll all look like that together. Mm. This week I plan to do 20 workouts. It's not going well, I'll admit. <laughs> um, and I put something on Instagram about, sorry, my goal for this week, 20 workouts. Again, they all started up, you shouldn't be posting that. Lots of young girls, think they've got to do 20 workouts. I'm like, but I haven't told them they've got to do 20 workouts. I haven't said, this is what I'm doing. That's my goal for the week and it's not going well. Yeah, and I, I do appreciate that, but I think maybe the issue is more we put a lot of pressure on our influencers now, especially more than ever there are celebrities, and you're not an expert, are you? So, you know, how are you to know, for instance, what is and isn't the right thing to say, you know, about weight? And it, that shouldn't be your responsibility, but then you do have these big followings. So I, I just wonder how much you do think about every time you press that final publish when you do Instagrams and tweets. It depends. Sometimes I just reel things off, then I go back and delete them. Sometimes I'm halfway typing a tweet, and I'm like, Do you know what? Cancel. Um, and sometimes I record an Instagram, so I turn it off. But I think I would never endorse anything dodgy. I've seen people do it, and they turn the comments off because they know the comments are going to be so awful. And I think if you know the comments are going to be awful, why are you accepting the money? I still live at home. I still have the same friends as before. I still go and see my man. I still, so to me. I forget that I have the following. I forget that I'm not a normal girl. Well, I am still a normal girl. I am. That's the thing. I am still a normal girl, but I'm in an abnormal situation. 
Mm-hmm. If one of my friends posted the picture of the girl in the bikini, I was like, oh, I'd love to look like that. I'd be like, oh my God, me too. But when, we, when we're meeting up for wine and chips, um, but I then get it when I, when I post it. So then I have to explain myself. And I feel like if I explain myself afterwards, it's fine. Amy, your third piece of advice is the harder you work, the luckier you get. Is that something that has come true for you in your life? Yeah. So, um, I remember Lydia Bright sharing it on Instagram once and I thought, oh yeah, that's actually, that's really true actually. And like back then it was sort of like, yeah, I am really lucky to get to go to America to compete in pageants, but it's because I worked really hard in the UK to get there and went to the press night of Pretty Woman and I got to host the red carpet and then I was one of four journalists, journalists apparently, um, who went backstage uh, to interview the cast and the creatives after the show. And there was literally, it was minimal people were allowed backstage. Um, And I was one of them. And I was like, I don't understand. Like, I'm so lucky. I can't believe. And my friend was like, Amy, you've worked for this. Like, you've done Mm. the networking. Like, you've put yourself out there. You've, you know, supported the industry. Like, like, you're not lucky. You've done this. You've worked for this. When I first came out, I was doing, like, five appointments or interviews in a day in London and just going, place to place to place to place and yeah so I, I do work really hard and I think I forget that I work really hard because the perception is that we don't work hard as islanders I mean I'll admit um I didn't think influencer was a real job before I went into Love Island <laughs> and now I realize it's a really really difficult job all right we'll be back with more from Amy after this we're here with Amy, a former Love Islander and we're going through all of her best bits of advice uh tell me about your fourth piece of advice Amy it's living the now and I spent so long worrying about what's going to happen next mm. um, that I didn't appreciate what was happening then. I do regret, like there's a lot of things I don't really remember because I was too busy panicking and too busy rushing around everywhere. And like those first two weeks when I came out of the villa, I don't remember them at all because it was such a whirlwind. Really? Um, and I do regret that. The NTAs is a big one for me. Like when I got home, I was like, actually, do you know what? Tonight, like... I have really, really like lived in the now and I've really enjoyed it and it was just amazing. Yeah. Do you think those first few weeks after leaving Love Island as well, it's a, it's a psychological thing, isn't it? Surely I can't imagine what that's like. I'm trying to visualise it in my head now and all I can see is, because like, I visualise things a lot, all I can see is like a blank calendar and I can see the last, like the last day I went to Manchester, I remember that. But like even that, like went to London, did two interviews in London, got on the train to Manchester, went to Manchester, did loads of interviews in Manchester, came back down to London. And then the next day was my day off and we went to Kistry on the Common and I did eight hours of pictures and video messages and chats and stuff mm. and more interviews. My best friend was like, today was supposed to be your day off and we've not done a day off. This is not a day off. <laughs> Do you mind me asking, you've mentioned your therapist a few times. Is that something that you decided to do after leaving Love Island or is it something you've always done? And and what does that give you? No, I didn't always do it. I'm gutted that I didn't. I understand now why Americans have therapists. Um, I love them. So Lou was my uh, psych in the villa, psychotherapist in the villa. And then when you come out, you go for like a follow-up session you can have therapy for like up to 22 months afterwards as long as it's to do with stuff that happened in love island um well not, not to do stuff that happened in love island stuff that yes because how did they check that <laughs> comes with 
the trappings of the lifestyle of an ex-lover. So, for yeah. example, bowling and yeah. stuff. And I started going. Then I was busy with work. So I was like, oh, I can't do next week. So I never booked in again. Then I had a very heavy week and I just, like, nosedived. I think later on that week I went back into BA and I saw, like, 12 different people that I'd known for, like, 10 years at work. And they all sent me messages that night saying, I hope you're okay because when I spoke to you today, it was like you weren't there and um, it wasn't you. So that's when I sort of realised that I did need to start going back. And um, it's a lot of things that I've maybe like kept under the radar for a long time that have all come out. People say like being on TV gives you mental health problems. It doesn't. Like in my case, mine is like, mine's all CBT. It's like core beliefs and stuff. So like my core beliefs are like, I'm unlikable, I'm not good enough, I'm a failure. Mm. My unlikable, I'm a cut bit, you know, when you're like, oh, do I go down for drinks with the crew because do people like me? But the other two sort of weren't. Whereas then when I'm in this situation now, you know, I go out for a job and don't get it or, you know, something doesn't, like my Instagram doesn't perform as well or, um, you know, people troll me, I'm like, I'm unlikable. It brings it out a lot because you're in, you're in a very extreme situation. These are things that I've lived with for like 28 years nearly and like working now to like really like crunch them and sort them out. Mm. I'm really lucky to have that. I keep saying lucky. Um, I'm really, I worked very hard in Love Island to get my therapist. Yes. Um, And you are very open. You're being very open now. And you've also been open about things like egg freezing is something you spoke quite a lot about in recent times. Is that still something you're thinking about doing? And why did you decide to be open about that? I don't see it as a decision to talk about it because because I've always talked about it with everyone. I just forget again that when I say it to my best friend or when it happens to be a topic when I'm on the panel at Loose Women, there's millions of people that watch that show. So, yeah, it just happened to be one of the topics. So I started talking about it and then um, they were like, you know, if you want to do it, we're happy. Like, we'd love to like go on the journey with you. Um, I was going to do it, obviously, before lockdown and then lockdown happened. They are reopening now, but the problem is I need to be in the country for three weeks. Yeah, if I, once I get the three weeks, I'll be doing it. I guess there's some irony there as well about not being able to carve out that time when I guess, you know, you've talked about the egg freezing being because of worrying about yeah, time as well. And that's the thing is, um, luckily, when I went for my fertility MOT, he said, I won't tell you when the results come back. He said, it's not urgent but if you want to do it, I wouldn't tell you not to because of my levels. And so I do want to get it done as soon as possible, um, whenever that may be, by the end of the year, hopefully. Amy, your fifth piece of advice, um, I think we should all just get this kind of like tattooed on the inside of our brains. It's about weight loss. So the piece of advice is don't give up 95% of your life for a 5% weight loss. When I've done pageants and stuff in the past or like pre-Love Island, my personal trainers have always been like, you know, like watching my Instagram stories and seeing me like out drinking with my friends and stuff, having loads of cocktails. <laughs> and they always send me the eyes emoji. And I think because they're so committed to what they do, they don't understand that like actually life is short. And imagine if I'd wasted my life like not drinking wine and not eating McDonald's and not going out for dinners. 
I saw that you did an Instagram post along those lines. Um, you got quite a lot of support from people, didn't you? That must have been nice to see. Yeah, it was. Like I was looking through because basically being an influencer, like I said, is very difficult, especially whilst on lockdown, trying to find things to post. <laughs> so I was scrolling back through all my photos, trying to find something. And I saw that picture and I was like, oh, have I not posted this before? And I was like, no, I didn't post it, did I? Because um, I thought I looked awful. And now I'm like, no, I don't look awful. I'm just having fun with my friends. Yeah, sometimes it takes looking back, doesn't it, on photos? And then if only we could apply that to ourselves going forward, I guess. Have you managed to be kind to yourself about your body while in lockdown? Um, Yeah. At first, I was like, "What?" when I thought it was only me three weeks, I was like, oh my God, three weeks of lions, watching telly, doing nothing, amazing. And I was like, I, my friends were going, yeah, we get up in the morning and we get dressed, just keep some sort of routine. I was like, but why? Where are you going? I realised that the more you lay in bed, the more lethargic you get. So my friend was like, why don't you try this hit class on Instagram? It's called Bob's Baker. It's very good. Um, so I... <laughs> tried that and absolutely loved it and I've really got into my fitness I've got now got like an online coach but already so like this week and it sort of made me think actually this isn't sustainable when I go back to work I'm not going to have time to do all this working out so I need to find something that I enjoy that I can do like three or four times a week and and it's the thing about the exercise as well as it's the mental benefits I think that's been a lot of what people have realized during lockdown yeah, and like today I went out on a bit of a rubbish run. Like I went out to 25K. I did it in like 40 minutes because um, I walked quite a lot of it. But my mum says the only bad run is the one you didn't do. Like, yes. <laughs> um, your sixth piece of advice. It sounds like something out of The Godfather, but I'm into it and I want to know where it's come from. Tell me about this one. It is a friend of your enemy is your enemy. And I had to Google that actual wording because um it's not a piece of advice been given it's something that I've made up but I knew there'd be a quote picture somewhere but um where (laughs) I live I've grown up with a lot of people and a lot of them are very very nasty to me now especially since Love Island and some of my alleged friends still associate themselves with these people knowing how nasty they've been to me how can you still hang out with them Mm. and it makes you realise who your real friends are. Did you find yourself having to ditch some people after Love Island? I think they more ditched me, to be honest. But I had a party um, about eight weeks after I came home, like a thanks for your support over the years party. Two of the boys that were really nasty to me, like I invited their family, but not <laughs> them. And I was like, no, because the mum and dad have been really supportive and they haven't on the group chat. They they weren't joining in. They weren't saying anything nasty, but they were sending like haha emojis right. and stuff after people were slagging you off. So right, cool. They're not invited to the party then. So yeah. So just I would say just be careful who you hang out with. And I think it's it's quality over quantity. And as you get older, you realise that it's not a numbers game when it comes to friends. And you only need people in your life that actually respect you. Absolutely. We like to finish on a bad piece of advice that's been given to you and that you know now was bad advice and shouldn't be followed. And yours is enjoy it while it lasts. That's interesting. Why did why do you think that's bad advice? Because everyone, especially like even even some of my alleged friends, everyone takes so much delight in saying, enjoy it while it lasts, because this won't last forever. You know, your Love Island careers they don't last forever. You've got a year, you've got a year, you've got a year. And then when the winter one was announced, we got you've got six months, you've got six months, you've got six months. I look at myself now and I think I like a year ago today I came back from Catara Moore. 
when I look at like my calendar now and what I'm doing and I think I could have given myself so much more credit and so much more of a break and my brain I could have slept a lot more because being kept awake at night by thinking when's this all going to be over when's it going to be over when's it going to be over and I mean that ties in with the live in the now because people were so gleefully telling me that you know you have a shelf like which I suppose you do in some in some respects but um I've worked hard and played the long game I think but you know I could have given myself so much more cut myself a bit more slack if I hadn't have been so fixated on what was going to happen afterwards yeah and I think coronavirus has taught a lot a lot of us that lesson hasn't it that um we maybe weren't appreciating everything that was going on as it happened yeah Amy, thank you so much. I've absolutely loved talking to you and it's been brilliant to get your advice. Thank you so much for having me. Next time, it's model, author and body positivity activist Charlie Howard. I think back now to my teenage years and the amount of social occasions and dates and everything I turned down because I was so worried about my weight and I'm just like life is too short. If you're enjoying the series there's a few things you can do for us to help. We'd love to hear from you. Please review us on your podcast player or you can share a link to the podcast on your social media and help spread the word. We'd love it if you could do that. Thanks and see you next time.